0: hello and welcome to what a picture a movie podcast where we go through the sight and sound greatest films of all time critics whole week by week and discuss what makes a great film great Today we have some special guests on the podcast. Oh, I forgot to say who I am. I'm Brian.
1: I'm Hannah.
0: (laughs) And we have some guests on the podcast. (laughs) I was more excited about our guests than I was for us. (laughs) You're so selfless. Yeah. We have Stephen Gillespie Gillespie. and- Gillespie. Gillespie. Ah, I knew I was going to do that wrong. And Jack Davenport from the Stacks podcast on today. Hello. How's it going?
2: Hello. I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Jack, how are you doing? I'm also doing well, Stephen.
3: Thank you for asking. It's good yeah. to be here to talk nice movies. To yeah.
2: <laughs> Great, and today we
0: are talking about our first Andrei Tarkovsky movie. There's
1: more of these. How many do we have? Three. We've got
0: three of them on the list. Yeah, it's
2: three. It's, yeah. Is it then, is it Solaris and Stalker that are in there? Stalker and Rublev.
0: Stalker and Rublev. Yeah. I
2: oh, yeah. I mean,
0: I don't think Solaris is even on the. 2.50, which really? might just be oh, like a I'm genre sure. thing of sci-fi. I guess, yeah, um, yeah. Got and
2: the love Solaris is so Slaris good. Is good. But maybe the Soderbergh, Solaris is on there instead. <laughs> yeah. That Possibly split the vote
0: yeah. But we are talking now. about Mirror. We usually ask our guests why they chose... but Today mm. we're
1: going to phrase it why did you choose this one?
0: <laughs> well, mm. it's partially my fault, I'll say. Yeah, that's because. True.
1: That's there? I guess we had to watch it at some the,
0: point. The sax guys, y'all offered up, like, we can talk about pretty much anything. What would you prefer? Yeah, I've watched I said, this
2: I have done this list. I've yeah. done <laughs> yeah.
0: I said, please something foreign, because our guests often choose English language, which is their prerogative, of course. But we're, um, I'm afraid that we're going to, like, front load all the English language stuff, and then end Mm -hmm. up with a bunch of uh, foreign language stuff. And and that would not be no bueno for Hannah. So Mm -hmm. we're... uh,
1: Uh, But I mean, I think in our original outline of you know what we would do when we would do it i think i just spaced i threw an english language in every third movie yeah it's about a third mm-hmm. of the list but mm-hmm. um yeah everyone wants to if they want to be on the podcast they're like i would love to talk about psycho and you're like well everybody would love to talk about psycho <laughs> yeah so yeah yes okay
0: let's so let's talk yeah talk about this I gave you because we hadn't done any Tarkovsky or Goddard, I gave you mm. like it would be nice to do one of theirs, and and y'all chose Mirror. But what stood out about uh, about Mirror to you?
2: Um, I think I somewhat executive override of just kind of like picked it on Jack's behalf. So apologies, Jack. Um, but. <laughs> It's, so with Godard, I knew that I'd be annoying and complaining too much because as much as I like Godard films I find Goddard really mm. frustrating and it's been me just being very irritating for like 90 minutes being like oh, Goddard <laughs> stop <laughs> just stop <laughs> um, and I know that, that Jack and I are both are both fans of Tarkovsky Jack lent me that Tarkovsky book which I still have over here I'll give it back Ooh, to you at it some it's, point Jack.
3: it's been a couple of years
0: yeah. of, <laughs> of, of that lend but yeah i <laughs> will get totally that back one day.
2: frustrated by Tarkovsky read his book Sculpting in Time mm. where he pretty much talked about how the way he makes films is the only way anyone should make films um, <laughs> or yeah just, um interesting a a high horse in that book. as indulgent as you would think a tarkovsky book could be yeah, um, yeah. Mm. and of the tarkovsky films and we'll see what jack thinks but mm. this is my favorite of them of of his films i've seen all of his features i haven't seen steamroller on the violin his his early oh his student his student thing, film, but I've, yeah, yeah but i've, I've yeah. seen the the other student film he did which is okay and then mm. i've seen all the others um, after that so I have his childhood onwards and this one for me is very much in a spiritual trilogy he, he puts it in a trilogy i think with rublev and solaris in terms of like mm-hmm. interiority yeah. um and also because others haven't come out at this point but for me this very much fits in with nostalgia and the sacrifice that which is very much like his a... films of interiority um, that was more like a thematic the, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the wider genre, him doing wider genre stuff, um, which the other ones, the, 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 the uh, biopic and the two science fiction films. And, and this War is like m-
3: mid-career Tarkovsky as well. It's strange mm. to think that this came so shortly after Ivan's childhood, but pre yeah. Stalker and Solaris. Just, like just before Stalker, things. isn't it? This feels like such an end of career uh, movie. But obviously, he has he has movies like Sacrifice, which are very much definitively end of career. But Mirror is such a purposely reflective mm. film that it feels yes. like it's come from a filmmaker who's lived through so much and he wants to answer some of his own questions that mm. I'm always surprised yeah. that it's it's pre some of his
2: uh, more popular it, works, I'd say. It, yeah, if I had not yeah. seen Sacrifice, it would feel like Final Movie. Um, I am um, not I, like I would have yeah. seen Sacrifice. But Sacrifice also has that... Um, a similar set piece of like this big burning house that he would go back yeah. to again, but it's it's, it's much grander in, in sacrifice, when I mean, they did it twice um, to get mm. it done right. Oh. Um, but it's definitely this like percolating poetic image in his mind of like this like metaphor for the, the destruction of the family and, and memory. Um, yeah, that good. good. All, All right. Very good.
0: Well, let's do a
2: let's do a plot
0: summary before we get too much into the movie here. So, Hannah, you have the honors of trying to summarize. I did write it, but you you get to try to it with my... make it work in podcast form.
1: Yes. So yeah. um, the reason why this is a, a a tall hill to climb is because this movie is nonlinear. Um, it also goes in and out of black and white versus color a lot, um, which mm. also adds to the plot summary. I had a very hard time following. It was really... Be- anyway, we can go into that later. So plot. In Soviet Russia in 1935, a mother, Maria, is raising her two children, including her yo- young son, Alexei. Uh, she has a stressful job at a printing press where she fears she will make mistakes and is criticized by her co-workers. During World War II in the 40s, Alexei receives military training as, and is eventually reunited with his family, including his father. By the 60s, we see Alexei fight with his ex-wife, Natalia, who has custody of their son, Ignat. Ignat comes to stay with Alexei and meets a mysterious woman who disappears. At the end of the film, we learn that Alexei is dying and briefly see him holding a small bird. I miss the bird.
2: No, yes. I got the bird. You saw the bird. Yeah, because yeah. I
1: was like, what is he going to do? That
2: is great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: We're We're
2: a little of the bird a guy out Yeah. as well. Did. It's our second bird. Yeah. yeah. We've,
0: seen, uh, we've seen a lot of animal cruelty in in the Sight and Sound mm. list so far.
1: We went to we be Satan Tango. Yeah. I'm still not over the
2: Yeah. Call. But at the yeah, same time, you saw wrong.
1: the bird be released in Blade Runner.
2: Yeah. So we have seen release. <laughs> Mm. And um, André Rublev is quite famous for the animal cruelty to horses in that film. And I'd not watched Mirror for a while, and I was just like, "Oh damn, we chose an animal cruelty." At the moment he yeah, had that bird, i like, "He's going to mm. crush that bird." Must be a real bird getting crushed. That's gonna Even be about i like, <laughs> Even... "I love this movie." He does kill a bird though. Yeah. Um, and there's the, the the cockerel as well. Yeah, that, yeah, that sequence. Yeah. Which yeah. it which is hands away that. from. Um, yeah. Which is I don't know, reminiscent of Cachet, the Michael Haneke film. I was like, I'm just going to just. Just, yeah. just watch Cockroach Slaughter for a while, but luckily did not. just stares at you as you just think about mm. Cockroach Murder. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we also
0: did uh, sort of early on for the list, we did Rules of the Game, which is oh, yeah, like jumping. they have yeah. this hunting scene yeah. where mm-hmm. just like those like are not CGI
1: bunnies. <laughs> no. <and laughs> pheasants getting
0: stone Imagine
1: mm. it's just like they had multiple cameras on like one bird. So yeah. that's like seven takes right there.
2: <laughs> and so, yeah, I think covers are cheaper than
0: cameras and so, at this filmmaking period, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a there's actually a, a famous antidote about an yeah. anecdote. Yeah. A, anecdote. <laughs> I can't speak this morning about uh Louis Buñuel's uh sort of faux documentary Land Without Bread. Mm. There's a scene where you see, I think it's a donkey like Tumble down a hill and die from three different angles. And the story was oh he God. didn't have three cameras, but he did have three donkeys. Oh, God. Oh, but, yeah, that <sighs> actually was
2: actually. <laughs> <Wow>. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's move on from animal cruelty and talk mm. about this movie. So uh, I would love to hear, uh, Stephen and Jack, from from you when you first came across this movie. And then what your thoughts were, you know, revisiting it.
3: Yeah, Stephen, when did you find this in your your Tarkovsky career? For, um, for me, I this was my first one um, oh, really? a few my, years ago. My first I, was I, The I was Sacrifice, here. which I watched on a mm. bus. Well, okay, mm. okay, well, that's, just, <laughs> that's an ideal ideal way to see that movie. Um, but Mirror, yeah, Mirror um, I think, selfishly, I saw that it was one of the shorter Tarkovsky movies, and I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll go yeah. with that one first, you know, give <laughs> Um, for my exposure to to this this other side of sort of art house filmmaking Mm -hmm. Um, and it was very transfixing in a way that I'd not really experienced through um, cinema before like I'd seen movies sort of uh, working in similar ballparks in terms of what they're trying to do and evoking sort of memories and playing with the idea of the self but not in the way that mirror does Um, and yeah. partly why i wa- I was quite happy we picked it today is because mm-hmm. i haven't seen this in the like this is the, the tarkovsky i haven't seen in the longest time and it's the one i've had like the least engagement with in yeah. that i've seen most of his other ones at least twice i think at this point um so i just wanted to, to come back full circle and revisit the film that uh,
2: first started me out on tarkovsky
0: yeah yeah Uh-oh. so
2: I think I, I had... So I started with The Sacrifice, because why not start with a filmmaker's last film? Um, just mm. because it was the film that was on movie, the streaming service, yeah. so I just, I just oh, watched yeah. it. Um, and then I had Solaris taped off TV. Um watched wow. Solaris. <laughs> and then had a copy of um, Stalker. And then I think I went, like, pseudo-chronologically through the rest mm. from yeah. that point onwards, because they were on Criterion. Um, and, I don't know, my, my memory of this was that this one was my favourite one. Um, mm. so i was i was wanting to go back to to see why cuz i also remembered it being my favorite but like remembered almost nothing about it at which all which kind of yeah.
3: says a lot about the movie in in general
2: mm. <laughs> i'd say um it's and so now funny. watching again i will i will make the the grand statement of this is everything that i want films to be this this is exactly Whoa. what i want cinema to be <laughs> like oh, wow i absolutely love this so much this this this, 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 is, this is what films should do could do and must do oh, i love mm. it so much oh i love that what's yeah
1: the thing that makes this movie better than other movies?
2: It's a really good question. I I talk about this a lot on, on Stack Stuff. Of, I really like it, the using different aspects of the form. to I mm. When talking about like Hong Sang-soo films a lot, which I love, and I, I like mm. that um, he has such a, not a visual style, but a bunch of trademarks of techniques that he goes back to. So a zoom in a Hong Sang-soo film means something, so it means something his filmography, and it feels literary in a way if he's using the parts of filmmaking of devices and this yeah. film feels like that to me of people say that tarkovsky is poetic on a purely visual level which i think is quite vague because it's just mm-hmm. like long shots of nature and kind of yeah. like kind of it's anyone slower, can do that if you've got beautiful yeah. soviet like countryside but it's the yeah. the purposeful meshing of sound design um mm. the slightly disjointed sound design which is really really interesting of it coming slightly later of it's it's this interweaving of filmic device which matches up with it being nonlinear. And I think that film is so good at presenting the subjective mm-hmm. of giving us a view that someone else is claiming as their view of something else, of I'm capturing this. And yeah. this is such a great interior portrait. This is I talked about this on a different podcast, the spoiling things podcast that I'll reference later, of with Asteroid City of all films, of mm-hmm. why I really liked that film. Um, it reminded me yeah. of Verkmeister Harmonies, the, the Bellatar film of, Ugh. if you ask me what it means, that doesn't matter um, because it, it meaning something doesn't matter. It means something in every moment and it, it has an essence and it conveys something to you. And it meaning something in addition to that is so unimportant to me. So when you go to the plot, side, I'm like, oh, I guess that did happen in the film. I guess that did happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at every point there is something. Evocative and gripping and emotionally resonant. And when I left mm. Asteroid City, there was someone in the car park or the mm. row behind that said, "I really like that, but I didn't know what it meant." And I was like, "No, no, you did. not If you liked it, you did know what it meant. That's fine. It doesn't have to yeah. mean something. It can mm. just it can just be." And that's what I want cinema to be of the every moment is evocative and meaningful in a literary way. It's a very long way of saying it's just it's just resonant. I guess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I do think we should remove "I didn't get it" from our mm. lexicon, and not in like. A people who say that aren't understanding film the right way. I think that's a, that's a bad way to go into film. You can say, I didn't like it. Like, yeah. it's just, but, it's um, a very easy dismissal, isn't it? Just to be like, it, ah, it is just like just, yeah. it, if the film is what is on screen and everyone yeah. is, I think at an equal playing field, watching mm-hmm. it, like you can understand technique and things that are going mm-hmm. on. And, but like the film, I don't know any director who makes films that are only to be understood by, you know, the the elite. You Which know,
1: the point of our podcast.
0: Yeah. yeah, we're we're we are trying to make things more accessible, right? So the one thing
2: I remember from the Tarkovsky book, actually, he talks about how he uh, he had struggles getting some of his films made under the system. I know this script was. Re- Rejected a few times by the yeah. system, and that's why he he went on to. I think it was supposed to come out before Solaris, um and then right. made Solaris, and then this, and then and then Stalker of uh, could not get it accepted by the system because the system had to authorize scripts like this is just nonsense, this is just obscure mm-hmm. nonsense. And then he talks about or writes about in the book of getting letters from from every single my viewers who are like your film meant something to me, it really spoke to me, and he's like that's that's what he wanted to get out of it. And to go back to what yeah. you were saying, Brian. I, I, it's that idea of films don't exist to be solved. Um, oh, yeah. Especially surrealist film is really great of many great yeah. David Lynch anecdotes. When people just ask him to explain the film, and it's just like, "What's well, in the film?" Like, it's just just watch the film. It's yeah. there. If it mm-hmm. wanted to make literal sense, it would it would be the plot summary. It would just read that to you. Yeah, um, it is yeah. being obfuscatory for a reason. Therefore, anyone that leaves and goes that meant that. It's like, well, if it meant that, it would just say that. It is yeah. purposely surreal, purposely elliptical, purposely generic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good summary of of what I was trying to uh to say and failing <laughs> this morning for some reason maybe I haven't had enough coffee this morning I don't know
1: yeah we're nine o'clock what time are y'all
0: 2 p.m um, yeah. yes. in
2: the afternoon oh,
1: oh yes, yeah. so yeah. they've had their coffee they've had their lunch
2: I've been to a labor oh, yeah. and birth class this morning it's been a busy wow. day wow wow uh, is uh,
0: that gonna yeah. be your first
2: yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah end of October oh. very exciting congratulations yeah
1: thank yeah.
0: you that's
1: thank
2: fantastic you. I love wow. the podcast congratulations and just bring up several times like yes thank you
0: yeah yeah that's great okay so hannah your initial thoughts on this movie
1: yeah so um i'll just give you like my stream of consciousness um i thought that that is the film
3: which which (laughs) the film very much is yeah yeah.
1: i i don't know how to feel about it um watching it i thought like visually beautiful that was great. Typically, that's not something I gravitate towards. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very plot centric kind of person. So watching a movie that is not um, very clear and straightforward, I it's not just it's not something I gravitate to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think during this movie, I was like, Okay, this is beautiful. And I want so badly to understand what's going on. And I don't and I'm frustrated by that. Um, Mm -hmm. But not to the point where I wanted to like, turn it off and say, forget it. Like, I wanted to be like, can I just pause and rewind or like, again cut and paste so i can put this movie
2: in actual order which is is why i love it though so this is exactly and i love this reaction because that's what the movie is doing it's someone sifting through memories and trying to place Mm -hmm. order on them that cannot so the the whole point of you watching it and then being like i want this to get get," the reason i think i love this so much is it feels to be a film that's in conversation with interpretation of you trying to interpret is what the film is doing internally so therefore the, the act of trying to impose structure on it is what the the ostensible protagonist is doing and that's such a cool repetition yeah. of just like viewing experience to filming experience it's such a it, i mean it's called mirror for a reason folks there you go yeah. straight yes. back I, oh.
0: um, and i think it might yeah. even be meant to evoke that frustration in a way yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. absolutely yeah.
3: i think by design it is it sort of showcases the limitations of these sort of narratives in film and storytelling in general and how the construction of memory cannot quite be showcased accurately ever because it is so very experiential it is very mm-hmm. hazy we as humans evolve to forget and mm-hmm. to um you know uh, our own memories change yeah. how we want to perceive them rather than staying as concrete facts as scenes that exist mm-hmm. captured in amber
2: i I really love what you said about being a plot person but being arrested by the visuals of this because i think it's so easy in in the same way there is a fallacy of we often only view writing as dialogue of saying this is well written because the dialogue is good but a script Mm. is so much more than just dialogue of story isn't just the literal plot points and so much of this is that frame that framing is narrative of the way that 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 barn is burning what's happening around it that is a narrative moment that is being conveyed and i think because he is so good um, with his wider crew at framing things as a means of storytelling and as a way of direct mm-hmm. plot which again he writes about the idea of he doesn't want to do evocative imagery he wants to make things that he feels speak clearly of this means this and I do mm-hmm. think that you, know, you can have poetic conversations about it there is a clarity to the shot constructions of this means the thing in the moment that makes it visual narrative
1: yeah right, right. right. absolutely
2: yeah.
1: so now, yeah, right. now I don't know if I'm like honoured that this movie worked or like <laughs> I got he he made he, he got the reaction out of me that he would have wanted or if i should feel like i've been played oh <laughs> both did, it, did. Both <laughs> a column a but a column b <laughs> i
0: think it all depends on your perspective Choose anyway. to be honored. okay yeah mm. good. Good. good good so this is my uh fifth tarkovsky movie that i've seen cool. this was my first time seeing it um i've actually um we we tend to save films that are on yeah. the Sight and Sound 100 to, to view for the first time, if possible, for the podcast. And so I was sort of saving this one. Um, I have seen his other two that are on the Sight and Sound 100, which would be uh, Stalker and Andrei Rublev. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Solaris and Ivan's Childhood. So his early films, yes. I haven't seen the later two. And yeah. so, what struck me was how different this. Film it is
2: different. It's from yeah, I,
0: those other four that I've seen.
2: Mm. It's, and it, but it is similar to Nostalgia, and it is similar to Sack. I need to rewatch Nostalgia because it did not really mm. resonate with me the first time. It, it is much more removed from this film, yeah. way mm-hmm. more removed yeah um, it's it's yeah it, it's, it's working
3: with even less information i'd say than, yeah, yeah. Um, than mirror but it has one of the
2: like, best endings i think of, of, of like, yeah, any I, film. that, um, that ending which was, made me want to fantastic. watch it again because i'm like mm-hmm. oh that that changes the film interesting um, yeah yeah interesting so so
0: not having seen those two this was uh an introduction to like a different side of tarkovsky mm-hmm. that which I is
2: great seen. though because those two didn't exist at the time so that you have yeah. the the experience of the viewer of this was made as a the viewer at the time be this is different from this direction that I know. So that's right. awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So and I quite enjoy it. I thought it was was really excellent. Um, so I found it very dense and mm. hard to really hard to like put into words or even to form an opinion about so this this uh the outline for this episode the plot summary like I struggled through more than I have for Mm -hmm. really any movie on this list yet because it's so (laughs) opaque in a way but in a way that I find really compelling for whatever reason
2: well, it's also deceptively really, really simple because, like, yes, yes, that's the plot description, but the plot of the film is man reflects on his life. And that's it. It is just yeah. man reflects on some moments that he thinks are pivotal. Stuff. And yeah. it has this lovely thing of being a combined personal history and like wider political history. And I don't know yeah. enough about the politics of the Sino Russian War and the Spanish Civil War to get that, but I understand the the cross-cutting of here's this monumental moment in Soviet history, here's a moment in, po- in personal history, and, that, and the message mm-hmm. of that being we live in a, a world outside mm-hmm. of our interiority. and Yeah, there are internal and external
3: forces at, at play throughout our whole lives, and that will have an effect
2: on how you perceive the world and how you remember the world. And then it becomes yeah. interlaced of our own memories so that when we remember back on things, we remember those big things that happened. Like people ask you the classic, where were you when this happened? And it exactly. has that feeling of when sitting through memories, the memories of the war are shown with the memories mm-hmm. of this parade, this moment, this explosion. And they were, I mean, there yeah. was the horrible footage of the explosion part through mm-hmm. that's yeah. really, really horrible. Yeah. yeah. And he's linking
3: memory to like physicality as well. He's he's moving it to uh, physical spaces, objects in this house that mean different things depending on which time you're in and depending which angle you're from um a lot of time you associate memories with certain senses and one being you know the location in which you were in and how that can affect you going forward
1: it's just mm-hmm. like you listen to an album that you haven't listened mm-hmm. to since high school and yeah all of those, that's how emotions come back <laughs> suddenly or
3: you it's a... Memory is like one of the strongest things. It's just tied to all the different senses. The music
2: point's really interesting because music, both like previously existing classical music and music written for the film is, is is used quite a lot so, in this film that the sound design yeah. is, is really excellent and it has that power which music does which can make you feel something in a very non-literal way mm-hmm. and as, yeah. as maybe suggests... basic as, as this makes me sound i had this conversation with my wife a while ago of, like we, we're both big fans of um, bon Iver, the band yeah i have no yeah. idea what that guy's saying like i, I don't i don't i, don't, I <laughs> sing my own lyrics i have no idea but i find those on, songs really above. resonant and meaningful and I have mm-hmm. no idea what the literal content of them is. I think I was like, "This song, I think, is beautiful, and I love what it's saying." It, I have no idea it, what it's saying. The words, yeah, it, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's if you look up the literal
0: words, you might be even more confused. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: occasionally I do, and I'm like, all, "What that, is, your, that means even less." But it, the suggestions totally that you get, something.
3: the suggestions yeah. that you get from the sound and the feel of the mm. song could be completely removed from the actual like lyrical content, and maybe yeah. which I feel
2: he's doing here with with the visual layer. Of, mm-hmm. There was a thing yeah. of this this visual is really evoking something. That's mm-hmm. a really
0: good analog because a lot of his I've read interviews. Uh, Justin, whatever his name is, Bonne Bieber. Yeah, not Justin Bieber. Oh, Justin Vernon. 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 Yeah, Vernon. Yeah, Vernon. yeah. 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 Um, and he he chooses words mainly based on their sound mm-hmm. rather than rather than meaning connotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he does. Um, and so it's it's almost similar in um. Mm-hmm creating creating something that isn't necessarily summarizable, hmm. you know?
2: I, I think those are layers of meaning that are often ignored. I think that we, we so draw towards the literal or semantic meaning of something, and towards mm-hmm. the narrative conversation of like, this certainly means that, but we have so many more expressive tools with art and the sound of—I mean, there are other languages that like have terms for this, and I forget there is a specific word for it. and I forget it's like a type of onomatopoeia where like the the meaning of the word links to its sound. Like tiny has that e sound in the middle, so so mm-hmm, it's like yeah. the, you evoke it with that. So there is really something to the sound of language that is part of language, and yeah. I feel that being put over evocatively through filmic language here, mm-hmm. it's which makes it a, a frustrating thing to talk about because so much more, <laughs> like if you could see this frame, you would it's, know yep. what it meant, or you'd know what it meant to me
0: yeah mm. there's that famous uh quote uh that's i think not been able to be attributed to anyone no one really knows where it came from but talking about music is like <laughs> dancing about architecture oh yeah <laughs> it was like it was a bowie like, quote
3: and then it was attributed to someone else i can yeah. never remember yeah
0: yeah uh so uh that certainly applies um here let's uh let's talk a little bit about Tarkovsky. So a little summary for those who are a little less familiar with his work. He is a director from the USSR. He made really seven feature films between 1962 and 1986. Stephen, you mentioned the student films, which which Mm -hmm. aren't included there, but really, that's it. It Seven, you know, seven feature films um and so a quite small body of work but his batting average <laughs> in terms <laughs> of like recognition is incredibly high with those it reminds guys. me mm. is it
2: john Cazale, that guy that's in just like seven movies and yeah all the yeah <laughs> is that he's, uh, fredo
0: just... from the godfather mm-hmm. he he, and he never, he never had, had a bad day quite, you know, his, you know, his worst movie like, is the deer hunter so you know <laughs> yeah. i think his he uh, i was i was looking at this recently because i watched the deer hunter recently and his he was in like five you know films total mm. and i think four of them were nominated for best picture or something like that it's yeah yeah, really, yeah i was really
2: looking at his filmography just today because i was just reading about the godfather i'm like oh yeah this guy, this guy. golden yeah, touch He's good, he's good.
0: <laughs> He goes, like, Godfather Part 1, The Conversation, Godfather yeah. Part 2, Dog dark afternoon, dark afternoon, Day as Afternoon, as well. yeah. And, like, that's I'm about it. That. Welcome to our John
2: Cazale podcast, we talk about the There you go. That's a good one. Save the like, military, that one exactly. for later.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> They're
2: actually, speaking of, of, of actors, um, okay, yeah. to to make our second Wes Anderson reference of the day, you oh, know that ooh, bit really? at the beginning of Darjeeling Limited, mm. um, where it's that joke of Bill Murray appears. You're like, oh, it's Bill Murray, because it's a, it's a Wes Anderson yeah. movie, oh, yeah, and sure, then he doesn't. Um
3: same thing happens in here, let's go, we, I've let's got go his the name, name well. So well. Um, I've got his name as well, because um, it's
2: the guy from Stalker. Yes, Solon, uh-huh. Solonitsyn, Solonitsyn, who is mm. like the Tarkovsky actor. You're no, like, oh, no. that's the guy, that's the Tarkovsky guy. And he's at the beginning, and I'm like, oh yeah, yes, this guy's, oh, and it's just not him again, he's not no. No, it's
3: just like a. <laughs> that's like the Stanley
0: cameo of, yeah, the, like, oh, of the Tarkovsky, the Tarkovsky <laughs> movie, there he
2: is. He's, I love him, love him, love these he's in Oh, he's not, okay, fair enough. Mm. <laughs>
0: that's great uh yeah so this film for Tarkovsky as we've mentioned was a deeply personal film Mm -hmm. I found this quote from him. It was actually uh, I watched an interview on on Criterion after we Mm -hmm. watched this film. I was like, we need uh, I I need to (laughs) watch some people talk about this film so I can like (laughs) formalize my thoughts. So found this interview with Tarkovsky and very early on, he says, not a single scene in this movie is fictional. That's the absolute truth.
2: I once <laughs> met a ghost. For, for, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: for uh, a movie that features like a woman levitating seven feet above mm-hmm. her bed, and, mm-hmm. like, and like a creepy
2: like ringu hair scene towards the beginning, yeah. it was absolutely
0: terrifying. I think
1: that's what I said. It happened. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Every day.
0: Striking, <laughs> striking imagery. Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting thing for him to say because it all is true to him. Right? Mm. It's like it's true to his experience and his life.
2: So the, um, the Kurt Vonnegut Slothouse 5 thing of all of this is true, more or less, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It
3: stems from truth. There is truth yeah. within these walls, but. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's all said, interior it, it's, truth, subjective truth. It's interior yeah. truth, exactly. He Maybe did once to meet extent. that ghost. That's and I
0: think is. he's trying to, that's what he's trying to say about the nature of truth, is that it is interior in some way yeah
2: and to be fair if in the malcolm x biopic malcolm x can talk to like a force ghost That's and that true. Be in a biopic then i think i think that this guy can be a ghost in this film i think <laughs> be more ghosts in in realist or <laughs> supposedly in real cinema realist it's interesting yeah.
0: so throughout the movie as well you have these poems by tarkovsky's father that it's are fun. sort of intercut i believe mm-hmm. you're uh supposed to Understand that they're written by Alexei because it's mentioned that he's a poet, Um, and so. But these are actual poems from Tarkovsky's Mm -hmm. father. What did you think of of that choice?
3: Well, it's just yeah, another sort of way that he's blending the supposedly fictional with you know real life. There, he can't really separate himself from this story, so he is including elements of the of the real world and obfuscating that through character and through these narrative moments
2: yeah it's it's for me it's the Amadovar thing of like obviously Amadovar made a film called all about my mother but like all of his films are directly about his mother that way of like the the, the impact and Tarkovsky's father def- and like the idea of like being the revered literary mm-hmm. poet at a time where film does not have the same. Cultural Grant, the credential yeah. that, that that poetry does, and that he is seen as the poetic filmmaker. And it's just that this film is so much, clearly, about his mother, but also the father is is the voice that overhangs it, mm-hmm. which I think complicates it influences
3: the form as well, mm-hmm. rather than the content and the narrative.
2: Which, actually, I do want to talk about because I am not best placed to talk about this, and I'm I, I, I want to hear the opinion of this. I mm. I think this is a point of maybe critique of this film and wider films of. Oh. At the center of this film, there is a, a male filmmaker with male collaborators using mm. like a feminine psychological portrait. And for me, it feels like a lot of Thunderx. I, I think of like Katavetti's, I think of Bergman. Of it seems yeah. to be that idea of the presumption that when I need to show emotions, I therefore need a female character to express emotions. It, it, through... it seems like there is license on film for women Uh-oh. to be emotive yes. and to have like mm-hmm. complex and like that like self-destructive scene when she is in the in the typesetters of that is such like a a feminine coded here is the hysterical moment of i want Mm -hmm. to unlock as a filmmaker a certain level of emotiveness and the father only emotes really through poetry and is apart from that quite standoffish I don't know, I want to see if, if anyone else thought anything about that, this sense of male filmmakers that just turn to women when they want to show emotion, kind of what that means. Yeah, using
3: it almost as like visual shorthand or like narrative shorthand to to express emotion. I don't know, maybe it was just um, not something for stern Russian Soviet filmmakers doing in the 70s to really front load with, uh, you know, the the male emotion. But I don't know, that's a really interesting um, vision you got on the, the rewatch there. I didn't really take that into consideration.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm trying to think of his other films and if that, you know, this is a very different film. There is some, like, deep emotional stuff in Stalker with the male characters, I'd say. Mm, That's true. Um, But yeah, it's a really interesting point and something that, you know, when it's tough because you want women and their stories to be portrayed on film and represented and i think now we're getting a lot more women directors telling their own stories which obviously is fantastic and needs to happen i don't think anyone would say that male directors shouldn't tell stories
2: about Mm -hmm. women or but, that women
1: directors shouldn't tell stories about men.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I, I've, I've said this so many times on various podcasts, but I have said mm-hmm. hypothetically that I think that um, only women and non people that don't identify as men should make films about men because like mm-hmm. all, the, all the great films about men are not directed about men. Like Claire Denis. Remove the bias. Like, one of my absolute <laughs> favorite filmmakers makes the best of mas- masculinity um, because people that yeah. do not identify as masculine have masculinity thrown at them all the time and therefore get it, and people understand understand that masculinity Mm -hmm. don't have to deal with that and therefore can't really unpick it in the same way. Um, Beau
3: Trevet, you can deconstruct that one in a couple weeks or whenever you do that episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to get to that, but I think it's a really interesting point and yeah, especially with the, like, trying to access a deep emotional... I think the thing I'd say is I don't know that accessing that deep emotional level, I don't know, do you, do we perceive that? You mentioned it, it being sort of like a, a hysterical moment, and I think maybe in that moment, but there's also this strength to Yeah, like,
2: no, no definitely. I, I a, think it's a not a negative emotion. I just yeah. m- more making the point that when they want to show emotional range, and I think this is, is very true of Cassavetti's films, uh, mm-hmm. if I think of like opening night and a woman under the yeah. influence. Yeah, of this idea of when um, I want to show depth of emotion and which goes back to I think gendered expectations and I'm now very aware that it's now become <laughs> just like three dudes mostly over talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies. <laughs> um but this this idea of the acceptance of a range of female emotion on screen and the expectation of subdued, and as Jack pointed out, of the restrained Soviet emotiveness on screen. Mm. Of it seems like a moving into this character is a way of expressing the emotions that he does want to, because all of this is really a version of self on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly.
3: even literally, like there is spliced home footage videos in some of these montages. Mm-hmm. Some of those like throwbacks to earlier Soviet yeah. montage where he's he's portraying these stories of war, but he's also intercutting parts of his own personal childhood. Yeah. He can't and separate see, himself. From the um,
0: his mother in the latest time frame mm-hmm. at the very end of the movie, it's his actual mother. Mm-hmm. Um that he it got come, her, come down uh, a little got, further there. So. Yeah. And it's that
2: really interesting scene of when that character gets berated for her kind of like attitudes in a way that kind mm. of like comes out of nowhere and is like berated for like having liber- accused of being liberated and like having expectations and yeah. wanting to to live either independently or live in a way where a man is able to facilitate her. And you see those 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 female characters turning on each other at that point and then not knowing as the fallout of that. Which again, it's it's it it's interesting to me at least. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Of when the film wants to get emotional as opposed to philosophical, of mm. how it chooses to couch those conversations under a gendered lens.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I that's a really good point. Yeah,
2: I think
1: I mean, just given time and like you said, the the stoic state of mm-hmm. Soviet Russia in the seventies. I mean. I don't know maybe he feared seeing a man experience Mm. that type of emotion would mean it's it's one not believable or two um there's something wrong with him to have that type of emotion and so Mm. not only Mm. do you see the emotion if it were to come from a man but you also have this this kind of thing in the background of it okay well this is a wrong emotion whereas if the Mm. woman is able to experience you can you can believe it as though well of course a woman would act this way so now i don't have Mm. to question whether or not it's valid or okay exactly so it's playing
0: into those conventions yeah. And when you do mm-hmm. a deep <laughs> Tarkovsky here is doing a deep dive on his subconscious. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you do a deep dive on your subconscious, you're going to dig up some ugliness, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe it's not surprising, you know, that that sort of thing is featured. Yeah. So absolutely. Interesting. Um on another note, printing presses are the coolest thing ever. So <laughs> I've toured a printing press before. I did it (laughs) uh, for school. Um, We went and toured a printing press and like seeing them actually in motion. But that scene like reminded me just a little bit of like Antonioni of like seeing a business in action or seeing like he has these fantastic sequences of like the stock market or a factory or like the mm. the place is the content essentially and you're just like experiencing this thing and so the sequence where they like walk into the printing press like there's there's plot stuff going on in the movie for once but he strays a little bit to like show you
2: the the printing yeah press. That was cool. and, and you're right to point out plot stuff because that is like the conventional scene of the film isn't it of what yeah. sets up the beginning here is the stakes person thinks uh, they've made yeah. a mistake in job is that is very very important and therefore is compelled to check it in a way that disadvantages others and then has to deal with that idea repercussions what, what interested me so um, in terms of mirroring bits in the film of bits mm. that come and go so there is this the the primary mirroring bit is there's this bit towards the beginning where our guy from the Tarkovsky films, you know that guy, that guy, the Bill Murray of Tarkovsky films, Bill um, Murray of Tarkovsky. makes that point when he's down on the ground of saying there is there is so much down on the ground when you're down here, which is so much what the film is, and when you look into mm-hmm. things deeper, there's so much. And then when the last shots of the film, the camera goes really low down to the ground and finds so much things on the ground. So there's that nice mirroring, mm-hmm. return mirroring to of yeah. But this idea of mistakes in big works of art is really fascinating to me. Of mm if you make an error, what does that mean? And the person's like, well, it's printed, doesn't matter. And that's like Tarkovsky reckoning with, this film is out now. And no matter what happens, that's the that's film. The thing. Mm-hmm. And in the opening scene, because you're watching this scene mm-hmm. of this person in free therapy, mm-hmm. um, the there is a reflection though. of a boom mic in yeah. the background. That's so distracting. Oh, really? Brian oh, <laughs> was yeah. like,
1: "Do you think that was intentional?" Or yeah, wild,
3: well, there we are. It doesn't it's, matter. It doesn't even matter it's, if it's intentional. Little Steven's that, found that the, being
2: the mirroring link. The little error yeah. there of the thing that stands out on I'm watching it being like, "I can't believe there's a reflection of a boom mic," but then it's because it's it's a piece of like archival footage that they're watching and and turning off. So it makes sense that it's not as refined, but I do like, again, that little mirroring of there's a moment earlier, where there's this, this this error and ultimately doesn't matter because the the film is there and then searching for that error. And I do love that opening scene because it it Mm -hmm. ends with that line of the being able to talk clearly and that opening up the film, which seems like it's not talking clearly at all is mm-hmm. the ultimate Be like no, no no this film is talking clearly this film is expressing itself clearly it is doing its thing it is not confused it is not to be crude stuttering it is expressing mm. directly don't worry go with it
0: yeah
1: with it. interesting
0: yeah. Uh, what word did she think was in her type do you think so she whispers the word that she thought she included in in her little thing and and then the other woman is like yeah that's bad we don't want to include that in (laughs) in here so i'm
1: not going to name every dirty word i know
2: i think you should um but
0: (laughs) Again, I did a little very important research on <laughs> the subject. It's a
1: like capital V, very capital
0: v. very important research. Mm-hmm. Some unique Russian swear words dot oh, right. tandem.net there, there are swear words in the Russian language for condom oh. uh, for some reason. <laughs> well,
1: prophylactics, I mean, my, my
0: goodness. Oh, goodness.
1: <laughs> go, uh, go. uh,
0: <laughs> P-hole dandruff is oh, a swear word in Russian. That's expensive. P-hole And (laughs) apparently the word for car that's falling apart as it goes is a swear in Russian as well. So I'd like to think that it was one of those four words, but that's (laughs) just conjecture. (laughs) You
2: know? to, to to be a buzzkill and bring it back to sincerity, which I apologize for. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's again to to take the film in historical context of mm. this being a script that was difficult to get past censors, and then yeah. having get, a character in it that is so worried about well, what if this gets out of it is it, it exists in a time of scrutiny on artistic output that's so so different, and you can tell that and... that is is playing on his mind of of being authorized and and also wanting to express oneself correctly. Um, yeah. wanting and to defend the world correctly. Yeah.
0: Especially mm-hmm. in the USSR at this time where mm. it's really the state is involved in the process of yeah. approving exactly. this film. So I think this movie, I I had this this thought as I was watching it that the it's it's pulling from so many different sources and like mm. any one of I feel like I've seen a lot of films that have made like one of these choices. So you've got like the poems from his, his father, Mm -hmm. it's a Mm -hmm. personal film. You've got the newsreel footage. You've got like, uh, essentially his own like personal, you know, I, I read as well that he had planned a sequence in this movie and didn't end up including it where he essentially, filmed his mother and presented it to her like we're just doing research but then he wanted to actually include it in the film like Mm. the interview uh which i thought was interesting but he's making all of these different choices that really add and then the dreamlike sequences as well Mm -hmm. like a lot of films would make like one of those choices to like Mm. tighten it or make it more of an art film. But there are Mm. so many different ones that it really has a cumulative effect. Well, it's
3: that stream yeah. of consciousness sort of form that he's yeah. going for. Which, which it's again, a lot himself. of links
2: have been made to modernist literature, and it's definitely yeah. in, in in that tradition. And and for me, as you know, I've got a, a past of teach, teaching the romantics, so my mind goes to them a lot. There is this yeah. this sense of romanticism and the sublime, and the idea of the, the thing that you cannot know but be in awe of that that runs through it, emotive truths, as opposed to like scientific or rational truths, which I just mm-hmm. gravitate towards hugely. Um mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's
3: the, the idea of memory is you would mm. like to be able to fully understand it, but you what? never will probably grasp.
2: Because I know I said somewhat hyperbolically, this is what I want cinema to be. Like, mm. completely. Yeah. What, what, what films would you put in conversation with this? Because I've got a, a little Ooh. list of films that I think are somewhat its contemporaries, but I did somewhat struggle to think of like films that are doing this bits of this or this i mean persona um, yeah persona definitely yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah this is his bergman film uh, 100%. yeah this
3: is, uh, he was um he tried to cast bb anderson as his mother yeah, as well but that. that's like yeah that would just be a bergman movie at that point <laughs> 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 she looked a lot
1: like her too i mean that,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. um so films in sort of conversation with this is a tough one i mean <gasps> Dare I say something like the fablemans of a, a filmmaker <laughs> trying to work out, you know, his, his yeah, past? Memory. Um, well, I, I think
2: his relationship to his mother is different to Spielberg's. It's so. very different. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: eight and a half through through Fellini's lens.
0: I saw um, Tarkovsky actually saw Amarcord, the uh, Fellini film, is also mm. so. Tarkovsky apparently saw Amarcord. Wow, I think while he was making this film and oh, oh. and commented. Apparently, he has like when he would go to the movie. He's he, movies. He'd have like a posse of people around him of like he's the the popular one who's bringing all of his friends. And mm. he commented to one of his friends, "Yeah, I'm doing something story. similar but better." <laughs> <laughs> as they were leaving the that. theater, <laughs> but the, it's I I think it's definitely in a similar vein. And Fellini, you know, like you said, with eight and a half, returns mm-hmm. to his own personal experiences quite often. And some so, of um, yeah.
3: Bergman's wild strawberries, but yeah. done in sort of like kind of darkly as well. Yes, yeah, kind of darkly. Um, quite a lot of Bergman, like those Euro art house boys. Uh, well you got any other comparison points there, steven
2: Um, so there's two that I thought of and I think this might Mm. be I don't know if anyone else has seen these because these are more on the kind of like niche niche British Mm -hmm. end one I watched really recently so um, Derek Jarman whom I love his film The Last of England um, is that kind of like an associative portrait of a person's view of the nation at that point. So this, this is Mm, just a, who's such a film filmmaker. This is Mm -hmm. after making Caravaggio. And I think this is after learning of his um, AIDS diagnosis Mm -hmm. and being so infuriated at like that's right. Britain just makes this poem where, um, is just like it's just played by till swinton it's just like walking through the rubbles of empire in england in this associative way that goes up to america and stuff and I, for that similar but also terence davis who i absolutely love
0: um mm.
2: his film the long day closes has that poetic clarity of this film of it is this seemingly simple film about this is a kid great it's like what if belfast was good basically of like this is <laughs> a, a, a child growing up through cinema and discovering himself but has these beautiful dreamlike transitions and much like tarkovsky you're like i see this shot and this means something that needs no dialogue to go with it and speaks very very directly so if mm. you are want to scratch that mirror itch um <laughs> which maybe you don't <laughs> and really, Rich, uh, really, maybe, then yeah. the long day closes and then the last of england as, as two mm. films that, that do that thing that i want cinema should do want it to do but doesn't do often enough for me yeah interesting
1: i think the idea of you know looking back at memory to make sense of what's happened to you mm. a much more straightforward film example <laughs> <laughs> which would be um uh after sun from last year oh
3: yes. yeah oh yeah
2: completely that's a, yeah, yeah. That's I, I kept thinking
3: run. of um the quote that you started your after sun review with ah, steven uh-huh um was it time life
2: life, life is i can only backwards but it has to be lived forward I forget which way round that goes mm-hmm. ironically but the idea of we can only understand things in retrospect but we can only live one exactly. way which is the best way to so, it is, it is um, a
3: frag- fragmented recollection of memory absolutely. Right,
2: and it makes sense because Off Sun is just one of the greatest movies already I would say just <laughs> absolutely exceptional okay, also
1: I mean there's a little bit about like how being a child can mm-hmm. cloud so much too like you can only I well, oh gosh I'm blanking on the book I read it was
2: mm.
1: where the crawdad sings so like a airport <laughs> yeah, race so, oh the
2: murder book the book bu- yeah the, the murder, murder book. book
1: but it, it starts when she's like four and it's it's so you're, you're kind of getting her perspective as her brain matures and so mm. what she thinks is going on is what a four-year-old brain can understand and then what yeah. a 10-year-old brain can understand and then what a 15-year-old brain and yeah. so it's so interesting in that like your perception is reality especially at a young age when you don't fully understand everything that's going on and how that can affect your memory of Mm -hmm. things
2: i think a real strength of 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 art for me is to present the like the 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 removed perspective at the center of it that therefore can be your your view in and i mean it's contextualized at the end that you're watching this from the perspective of the dying man but the way the film Mm -hmm. moves you get that sense of i mean it is uses the language of horror throughout but you get that sense of you are someone that is watching and like and looking in the way the camera like glides around and And lurking
3: and (laughs) this omnipresent force
2: to what you said of being like this perspective of like childhood amongst adulthood there is a sense of you the person watching this are at a removed observational distance Mm -hmm. that aligns your perspective with the film's perspective that i think makes it work because it otherwise is so austere and removed and fragmented
1: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely
0: I'm feeling so much better about this film unpacking like going through mm-hmm, the talking about of it unpacking mm-hmm. it because it's so dense as you're watching it. It's a movie that even though it's so enigmatic and difficult to talk about is <laughs> requires <laughs> it requires that unpacking that difficult unpacking work in some way. Yeah. I tend
1: to always like our movies more after we finish our podcast yeah. or I, Because uh, there are times where I come into talking about it and I'm like, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know how to feel. Mm. I don't know if mm-hmm. I liked it or not. I don't know what effect it had on me. Um, cool. And then we just verbally process together for yeah. you know, yeah. an hour or two. Well, okay. And I come out like, okay, I feel like I have a better understanding of it. There are sometimes movies that come out of where I'm like, never going to watch that again. appreciate its contribution. I'll be looking for its influences down the road. Probably never going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. This might be one
2: yeah. of them. But yeah. you know, I could be wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I, I i write this and like mention this a lot, but I, I always look for films that give room for the viewer to like to mm-hmm. to complete the film or to be in conversation. And I think that mm-hmm. the, the best films for me are the films that, that do require you to talk about because they are art that works with you. And yeah. if you felt the job was done just after seeing it, then that's that's just that's not much of an art piece to me. Um mm-hmm. it's the best films are those that that Promote Require. unpacking conversation, but not mm. solving. Just like ruminating on and working around with. If Real I were engagement. a filmmaker,
1: that might be a goal, right? I don't mm. want everyone mm. watching oh, the sure. film being like, "I got everything I need to have. I can never yeah. do that again."
2: But
3: part of personal expression as well. It is. It is a part of the filmmaker on screen and and the yeah. crew really. So it is, yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially with this film, which is like, I mean, it's so personal. Imagine everyone saying, leaving it and being like, "All right, done with that. Next one." And you're pouring. your
3: heart out <laughs> I know, which which down. is why it feels so end of career for me. In that, yeah. um, like, a way of uh, the filmmaker reflecting on his own hmm. sort of obfuscated lifestyle. Well, yeah, rather dying than, at like, the end is, is pretty. Well, final yeah, that's then. that's pretty pretty final. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but now he's got the sacrifice as his final one, which I should. But yeah, and,
2: and the sacrifice, very very definitively, final. deeply like, final. Mm. Hmm. Good house burning down, like great burning down. house. Yeah, he so he loves to burn a house, house. The like, maybe he's, he's, he's the best a, burning down of a house. Not since Talking Heads has never been a better burnt house. Oh, that's
3: was great!
1: <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> or Barn Burning, the short story that later became Burning, I guess. But that was a barn, David. David burn, David Barn. <laughs> so I wrote down a
0: question here that I think is the wrong question, but I think Ooh. we should talk about it anyway. Good. <laughs> 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 Okay. What is, right. <laughs> what is Tarkovsky trying to communicate with this film?
2: Ah, so his anecdote answer. So mentioned yeah. Caché earlier, which is one of my absolute yeah. favourite movies, the Michael Haneke movie. Um, right. And he did a Q&A about it once. And someone at the end asked what the ending meant. And he was like, if you're asking that question, you didn't understand my film. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is so good. Like, if, you, yeah. if you come to that being like, what's it going to say? I'm like, well, you, nah, nah, that's just... Nah, I, I, I refuse <laughs> to ultimate. engage. There's no ultimate.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. So, The
1: movie's not trying to communicate
2: anything.
0: Yeah. Is he trying to, I mean, why does he want us to watch this movie then if he's not trying to communicate?
2: I think it's it's, it's self. It's, it's 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 putting a self on screen and it a lot of unpacking it's... on screen. I don't think it it's got like it's... a a moral or a message in the way that we mm-hmm. usually talk about communication. Um, mm-hmm. And if it has a primary theme, it is identity and mm-hmm. memory, but that's more literal than it is thematic.
0: Yeah. And I think he's. I do think he is trying ultimately to. He's maybe not communicate, but connect, mm, because yeah. he talks about how. This film, in particular, one of the things he's proud about is that he gets lots and lots of letters about this film and how much it means to other people. Well, that's the thing; everyone's going to gonna see... have that personal response,
3: that personal yeah. engagement that everyone walks away with a different piece
2: of mirror. You know, you uh, well, you, you're that's looking look into in the line, mirror. I think in, in, in filmmaking that there's like there are some films that feel like they don't give you enough, and that's a problem. And mm. there are sometimes gonna be too much, and there's just this this razor thin line of it feels that like the person that made this knows what it means, what it means to them, and that's mm. important, but it will mean something different to you and that is important. That's such a it, it being a not a blank tapestry, but a tapestry that you will take a, something from. You know that, something, I, I get that feeling of a lot of, of David Lynch films of like mm. I can tell this this means something deeply literal to you in a way that I would not get because of, of psyche, but it can mean something else to me. way of two-way communication and a mirror is that for me of i don't really it doesn't really matter to me so much what he's trying to convey more what the intermediate object between us that is the film conveys to me which is a lot of emotions throughout it i find it really really gripping
3: what side of what this side of the mirror means as opposed to Mm. the other side of tarkovsky's side of the mirror
0: interesting Yeah, so <laughs> it's doing a lot of work with the self, with the subconscious, with memory, with dreams, war. 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 Yeah, all of the like deep, <laughs> deep topics. I
1: mean, just like, <laughs> love, family. Yeah, that's
2: just what mm. it is to be human, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just a it is... great human condition film, you know, just just mm-hmm. explore one's humanity as far and because as it's not man- trying to be every. Not because every sentence is not just like it's about being human. It manages to be deeply human in the way that films that try to be so overtly human just feel alien, yeah. feels
3: so constructed in a in a way to evoke humanity rather than yeah. actually evoking humanity. Hmm. But again, he can only tell so much. And you can only tell so much about one person inside one hour forty. And I feel like some of that structure and some of that fragmentation is to uh, justify that point or sort of really elaborate on the fact that construction of memory can't be confined and can't be, you know, a man's story can't be told in in, in a mm-hmm. two-hour
2: movie. Yeah. There's limitations the to... Can just be experiential, and I think this is just great mm. experiential filmmaking. I think like yeah. one of the core purposes of it is it, it is an experience to watch in mm-hmm. the way that it is all made in a transportive, pseudo-horror filmmaking. Like that, that bit, when there's just that shot of the condensation of the glass just disappearing mm. really slowly is yeah. just somewhat chilling and terrifying and it's just a Mm. transportive experiential film that that makes you feel in that way and i feel that's that's hugely valid and very rare
1: Mm. i think something i would want to know is like what tarkovsky got out of creating it like what he intended to do for himself Mm. That's an act
3: of personal closure that's
1: right Uh, okay all these names but yeah like what he got out of it and what he wanted to get out of it. And if if that's enough, because I think something like this, that's so deeply personal. You're, mm-hmm. it's so vulnerable that you, you mm-hmm. want it to be for your ultimate good, for your ultimate understanding of yourself. And I hope he got that. <laughs> Yeah.
2: I hope you're a hope you're okay, Tarkovsky. I know I know you don't like moving so that good. movie, but I hope you're
3: okay. <laughs> uh you went on to make some more movies to, to yeah. Yeah, the Clone further. Wars TV
2: series, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Tartakovsky, it's a different Tarkovsky, sorry. Tartakovsky, Samurai Jack,
3: <laughs> Tarkovsky, sorry. It's Tartakovsky and then Ongley Tarkovsky. Uh, never the twain shall so Imagine for
2: a second if Tarkovsky did make the Clone Horse TV series.
3: Uh, I would, or, or Hotel Transylvania, oh, which Tarkovsky <laughs> also did. So becomes a <laughs> you know, survive that, that
2: stalker it. becomes a jobbing director taking on just. animation. <laughs> on. I'm into
3: it. I, 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 I Adam, Sandler, Adam Sandler. Adam <laughs> <laughs> Sandler.
2: If it's good enough, oh. put him as Anderson, it's good enough for me. You know. Exactly.
0: Oh goodness. Why do you think so? Tarkovsky is no stranger to long movies. Why mm-hmm. do you think this one has a... I mean, and this feels so much like hmm. grander in scope of what he's trying to accomplish with this movie. Why do you think this one is an hour 40 instead of three hours? Is it mercy to the audience? <laughs> I think yeah, to make just... this do well at the box office? Probably not.
2: But um... It has every scene that it needs. I don't know. It... it, it... It, it's does. as long it doesn't as it, yeah, need it needs more, be, doesn't, doesn't it, need it, less, it? and mm-hmm. because it uh, is uh, so and... in conversation with his his dad's poetry and poetry. I mean, epic poems is is longer than mm-hmm. it's older historically than the novels of a way of conveying long stories. When we think of poems and the poems read in this, we think of shorter form, more evocative. And this is his poem of a film. This is his his mm-hmm. shorter but richer, more evocative work. But you want if you watch the three hour cut, then watch the sacrifice. Yeah, you know, it's the same oh, film, but yeah. two hours longer. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: interesting yeah because he does some more this was a little lighter than maybe his other films on like the slow cinema elements of like you don't watch the barn burning down for five minutes in this you watch the barn burning down for you know like 30 seconds maybe Mm -hmm. um and so It's interesting that he decided to pack this so densely and give it less Mm. space than perhaps, like, I'm thinking of, like, Andrei Rublev, that scene where they're constructing the the little, like, bell tower thing where it just, Mm -hmm. like it's fascinating and it's fascinating to watch them do this and there's this like kid who's trying to manage it it's been a little while since i've uh since i've Mm. seen the film but he really takes his time with that sequence and i can't think of a similar i mean maybe the printing press sequence you could say he takes his time with but it does seem so densely packed this film
2: that's, that's part of it isn't it it's, it's the non linearity it of it it, yeah. it it needs to be jumbled and mosaic like in that way and to make your point yes he makes long movies but he doesn't he, this is such a different way in the system of making films mm-hmm. that just, he's not yeah. out there being like I'm going to make a long film it very much feels like every film is the length that he wants it to be yeah. uh, mm-hmm. this is the length and it and it took close to four hours to tell the Andre Rublev story because he wants to, to tell the story of a man of mm-hmm. the journey into space that is solaris has and the journey into yeah. the zone into the psyche it's also very literary liter, literal journey yeah. into, the yeah. into the zone takes that long whereas reflection into oneself a, a, and one's a, past a it's his fleeting life of running out of time oh. i think it's 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 brevity somewhat brevity is, is is part of its length its length is important in its arguable shortness in the same way mm. that the length of Rublev is important because it is long and epic. Yeah.
1: Also, when you yeah. think about memory, you don't experience it for the entire length. But, mm.
0: like, exactly. It's just it's fragments, isn't it? Long,
1: even though your memory contains everything that may have happened within that hour.
0: Interesting. Kind of, when you it's think vigiling.
1: of something, you get these like snapshots of either mm-hmm. an object or music or yeah. all the things we talked about. Exactly. But it's yeah. almost just like a still frame or a, a short clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind
0: of mirrors that a little bit. Like long, which go back sequences. to
2: Wong Kar Wai, who's who some you talked about very very recently, is like the, yeah. that idea of like suggestive moments and snapshots of memory mm-hmm. using music, using cinematic flourishes in that way. Not to, necessarily to evoke a, a highlight
3: reel. Not necessarily a highlight reel, but just mm-hmm. pinpointing just these incidental moments in a life that make up a life, dropping mm-hmm. pins
0: almost. Yeah, in a in a life. Mm-hmm. yeah it's Just interesting nice. I think I think that's uh maybe to summarize the it enhanced it like not doing really long sequences enhances the fragmented nature mm-hmm. and makes it more what he wanted it to be of like about memory and memory is is bleeding in in a way and doesn't take long to remember something interest yeah um all right uh, let's get some uh some final thoughts on this movie anything we didn't cover yet you wanted to shout yeah. out
2: about this movie I just use the to notes <laughs> I, I wrote down one bit where where uh, a, a woman complains that her life isn't more like Moses's, and that amused me. <laughs> part, just like, Why isn't my life more like Moses? <laughs> yeah, Are we, yeah, uh, go on, talk to that. I don't sure know that be...
0: that's a super aspirational life, but you
2: <laughs> talk to God, so that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah, he's just like, who's that guy for that like burning bush, Moses? Why isn't my life more like that? I'm like, Yeah, why isn't my life more like that?
3: He had it famously not. easy.
2: <laughs> oh, and the point in the film when it's the post of Rubel, Andre Rublev. Right? Andre, I was going to say, yeah, oh, yeah. He puts well, his, well, own,
3: his own movie in and Gets the cinema thing,
2: there you go, bam. This <laughs> can't <laughs> be your past, you made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: I guess I. it's just now occurring, the, the scene where, I don't know anything about military terms, but they're oh. like target practicing in the film. Yeah. yeah. The
2: mm-hmm. scene is great.
1: I just like wanted to weep the whole time.
2: Yeah. I'm just pulsing this, like, head at the end is really disturbing.
1: Yeah. 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 Fake
2: then, grenade.
0: Yeah. The
1: grenade mm-hmm. but just like lovelessness. Like it was just yeah. so absent of any sort but of affection. Incredibly cold. Comfort. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: a way where I was just like, oh, I would want to forget everything about that. And, yeah. and again it's, I, it's like, really hard for me to be like this is all what's happening exactly at the time and this is mm-hmm. you know but just like the way that that scene made me feel was just so heartbreaking and choosing to like mm-hmm. create that and put that on screen I, yeah. is so vulnerable i don't
2: know i don't want to inappropriately like descend into um attack into, into diagnosis i, I think is inappropriate but there, mm-hmm. there is a there are point this film in terms of neuro atypicality of mm. experiencing the world or thinking differently to others and i think one of the best ways of that is that about turn conversation
1: yeah he's mm. just
2: like this makes complete and you watch them, i'm like yeah am i like it's so much the film is when you think about something this is what it actually means and the world doesn't always work on that way of the world can feel like it doesn't play by its own rules and mm-hmm. the film seems to be like conveying that sense of here's my understanding of the world as a subjective member society. And there's this object this word I supposed to be objective and it just does not cohere. And I love that about certain things. Like, no, when when I hear this phrase, it means that. I was like, well, shut up. It doesn't. I don't I don't care what you think. It doesn't mean that. It's like, no, I'm gonna do it again. Love mm-hmm. that kid. Good kid.
1: Yeah. Almost okay. it's just like it doesn't matter what you understand. This is what you do.
2: Mm. Like Mm-hmm. with this
1: this beating out of any sort of individual thought for what mm-hmm. the expectation of society, the world, political structures, whatever, need from you. Mm. Um,
2: we, we, and yeah. so much of his other films are about, I mean, under Rublev definitely about, like, mm. the church as structure that becomes your life. Mm. And then this film being a film that's breaking away from structure of that scene becomes so important of, here are these authority figures, symbolic authority figures of Soviet so- army of this is the structure you must live in and we're trying to impose a structure upon you and it's just like just no and that being the the film's rebellion from from formalism in that way from falling into just formal construction
1: Mm. yeah yeah so that heartbreaking note
0: yeah my (laughs) final thought is the one sequence that we've just mentioned moments and briefly but where ignat uh is at his father's house and he meets mm. this strange woman and then there's well, he a, meets a ghost at the door and the, <laughs> the woman vanishes. Uh and then you see the condensation slowly disappear. It it's a really one interesting ever. What was that?
2: One of the best just one of the best shots ever. That is just such a it's really good. That's the one thing that I said I forgot a lot of this film. That's the one yeah. thing my mind was like: mm. remember that bit when that bit of condensation does appear which sounds so stupid. And there's, there's one movie it's movie, such an incidental moment. Two-hour Soviet film where a bit of condensation disappears. Rules, mm-hmm. absolutely slaps <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that whole sequence is really interesting because I feel like the other sequences you get a pretty clear delineation of like this is dream, this is reality, mm. but this one is almost a mix of the two.
2: I love internal structural incohesion in, in yeah. art in general, where inter- where spaces don't quite make sense. And yeah. it feels like That's he a, keeps illogical. opening doors, I'm like, that room shouldn't be there, and uh-huh. what what house yeah. are we in now? I thought this was a cabin? No, it's we're not in a cabin now we're in the apartment. It's, it's, it's yeah. that shining thing when he's going around on that tricycle. Yeah. Like,
3: Geographically, it just doesn't make left? sense. That, that,
2: that can't be a thing. Of. Yeah. But also in this scene, there's that really interesting um, letter. I forget who it's from, but th- this is this is from the past. This is during Tsarist Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to get out of my academic depth here. Of We know <laughs> we that um, Tarkovsky had fractured relations with the States because he went on to leave the States to make Nostalgia, which mm-hmm. is him then making a film about being feeling nostalgia. And there is conversation in this about... What does it mean to to be Russian? What does it mean to be Ukrainian at points? What does it mean to have a connection? And there's this great letter where this person says, I have I know that I'm against Tsarism, but then I have sympathy for the Tsar itself. And it's coming at this pinpoint, this pre-revolutionary pinpoint of the system. And there is that picture of Stalin that appears a few times mm-hmm. in this. And the film very much feels like this conversation of, I have such an affinity for the ideals of this system but i don't like what the system is at the moment and obviously he can't make a film that goes i don't like the stalinist regime yeah because <laughs> you literally cannot make that but he can make a film where there is a letter about i think the current regime may be a problem even though there are bits of it that are admirable mm-hmm. and then him reading that to someone and then disappearing and being left with that moment feels yeah. like the most the film speaks to its political reality and does feel very potent
0: yeah There's a a funny connection, but Barbie, (laughs) there's been a lot of conversation about Barbie and like, oh, this was made under like Mattel's supervision and it suffers Mm -hmm. because of that. But there's such a history of great movies being made under similar constraints of like this was made under the constraints of the Soviet government. And I think Barbie does something similar in the way it subverts some of those and gets oh, I, them. I it. mean you could
2: not be more correct. Like the, the amount of people that like to label Soviet film as propaganda. Um and then you look at like American Your, what, output at that time. Yeah, and, like, American, people like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, this is this is part of an authorized system. But even yeah.
1: America's um uh late spring. It was produced in Japan, but it was under American occupation post-World War II, and so they had their little things they had to say about it. I
0: mean, yeah,
1: what was it? It was
0: uh, Gary Cooper. They mentioned Gary Cooper in late spring, and it almost got censored, but then the American censors realized, oh, they're talking about how attractive Gary Cooper is. (laughs) That's a good thing. We're fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, film is complicated, and obviously, money people get involved, and that always complicates it. Um, okay, well,
3: film as business changes everything; yeah, it, it has changed everything in conversation for the past.
2: But, but yeah, right, that's years. such a slippery slope. If you're going to come for Barbie, there are so many things, and there yeah. are issues with the Mattel stuff in Barbie in its expression. Yeah. I'd say the, the Will Ferrell stuff is is a problem, but yeah. there is wider things in that film that are great, and there are so many films that are compromised yeah. in that way. I
0: I think sometimes. A director bouncing off of the restrictions that have been placed upon mm-hmm. him or her creates some of the best art, though. Yeah.
2: I, I think, like to, of, me, but yeah. I think, I think, I think step, step. yeah. I'm yeah. about to
0: yeah. say,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think.
0: The last shot of North by Northwest.
1: Yeah. I mm. mean, because of just yeah. art in its nature.
2: you will, know... Yeah spoilers I, for a film that jack and i talked about recently in our podcast we talked about um campaigns in the cup which i really really love and the i read the I book for that, yeah. for that podcast yeah. and the ending of the film is so different than in the book and i was like i really like what she did here and it was written on the podcast that like the studio said to do that the studio said this ending is a change and it's the right ending for that film like completely that's the way yeah. that film should end um and if we look at an era recently, which Netflix have backed away from. They went for an era of we gave a lot of big directors a lot of money to just like mm-hmm. make everything. And most of those films are like deeply shambolic. I mean, The Irishman is very, very good. Yeah. But there are stuff that you could cut like an hour out of that movie. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Well, uh, the constraints yeah, just, just, can be absolutely brilliant. Throwing uh-huh.
2: mm-hmm. money at yeah. the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gosh.
0: All right. Well, let's get to our uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey fact. I share a fact every week to convince you know, that 2001: A Space Odyssey is Let one of ask, the greatest films of one time.
1: What do you guys think about 2001: A Space Odyssey? Is it the greatest film of all time? Well,
2: it's no Bay city. <laughs> um but... <laughs> It's very good. I have to but say, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it for a
3: few years. Um, it's but, yeah, just one it's, of those it's a very good monu- film. Monument? Is it the best? Monumental Kubrick? pieces.
2: I think. Uh, yeah, I, I
3: think. Uh, I think it's his most. I think if we are putting Kubrick against Kubrick, then 2001. I think. Evokes what Kubrick wanted to do as a filmmaker, and especially turning a film into *Paths of Glory*.
2: Path of glory. Mm. Mm. But okay. probably doesn't want. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it very good. Well, it's one wants good. to be like, meh, but I mean, okay. Tarkovsky wasn't a fan, is, is a no, that going I presume. That's why Yeah. Well, I just want,
3: I yeah,
0: just want, I do I just want wanna...
1: one podcast guest to be like meh.
0: Eventually, we'll we'll get there. We have to invite
2: Tarkovsky on. Let's go.
0: (laughs) So Tarkovsky and I'm going to change my fact here because I I, uh, just remembered this this uh, relevant fact for this podcast. Of Tarkovsky wrote. Solaris, someone mm. in response to 2001 A Space Odyssey because he did not like it. Just this, this, this track, track,
2: it's great. It's,
0: it's mm-hmm. the...
1: Imagine resurrecting yeah. Tarkovsky and his first stop is our <laughs> podcast first poop on 2001. A space I odyssey.
0: love, I love when like really great directors just like hate other really great mm. directors' films. <laughs> 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 you have beef uh, whatever, uh, whatever industry cause... you're in, you've got to have your haters. Yeah, it, it's. It... <sighs> Great filmmaking is a conversation. It reminds me of like the great music that was coming out in the sixties, and they're all like responding to each other's. Sure, they're taking taking
3: ideas that some have laid down and twisting it and changing it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. What Pet Sounds did? Yeah, is what you're saying. And everyone's like, "I could do that too," and they did, and it was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, not all of them, but they tried. Yeah. Um, Yeah, The Velvet
2: Underground effect, you know, it spawned a thousand birds.
1: <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, cool. Well the interesting fast fact. And yeah. The, the most relatable one thus far. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I did not like it. I just again it's weird.
0: We also drank like an entire bottle of wine while we were watching. I was very it busy and... cuddling our dog. Yeah. 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 So maybe not. Little... I mean it, yeah. it
1: was gosh, six years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I've grown a lot as a film appreciator since yeah, then.
0: Absolutely. You're well what's watching. our next movie hannah
1: yes okay so next week we are watching the passion of joan of arc so mm, two hours. maybe
0: so. my biggest film blind spot at this point i have not seen two, that two
1: hour long silent films that you're making me watch
0: uh 154
2: babe I
1: looked up. yeah because i was yeah
2: there are different cuts though aren't there so there there is a, yeah, a shorter version and a longer version Well, Um,
1: depending on whether we watch it on Criterion Channel, Freebie, and Max, which, dear listeners, that's where it's available, Um, you might see different lengths. That's something that's been confusing about all this, is there have been so many movies we've watched that have, like, multiple
0: Mm -hmm. cuts. And
1: so, you know, which one, I mean, if you have the option to watch multiple ones, which one do you watch? And I think we tend to air towards the, or... Whatever the director's favorite cut is,
0: yeah.
2: with Jean Watch. Dark, isn't it because parts of it were lost? Though, isn't isn't it because there was uh-huh. the the completed version, mm-hmm. and now there is a restored version? I think, which uh, is the case for a lot a more, of like, a lot of silent film from that era. Of yeah, there I mean, is now the still not, I think, maybe complete, but the yeah. most complete version.
0: Okay. I tend to trust criterion, so I've, we'll probably watch. But the, the closest the we'll get, other than well. breaking in
3: somewhere and getting 35 millimeter prints, but that I would do not advocate um,
2: <laughs> crime.
1: You're <laughs> an anti breaking and entering podcast. <laughs> You're here to hear, folks.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, to uh, Jean, Jean d'Arc point quickly, it, it, yeah. it's interesting that seeing as we, we linked Barbie to this at the end, I think there is definitely a conversation to have about Oppenheimer and Jean D'Arc in terms oh, okay. of using. The full power of cinema to show faces of that was so interesting about Oppenheimer being like, I'm going to shoot this massive IMAX movie. It's mostly just like, here's a dude's face. Yeah, Um, and John Dark is the is is the that's the that's a person's face movie. Good face in that. Good eye acting in that movie. The best
0: eyes. All right, guys. Looking forward to it, and we'll talk about it next week. That's
1: going to be great. Did you guys? Oppen or Barbenheimer, is that a thing over across across the pond? Yeah
3: <laughs> I did. I did Oppenheimer first, and then I did Barbie. I, I took the that whole Friday off for it.
1: We did also.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I did it one Monday on the theater day. was act on like a Friday mm-hmm. afternoon for it was us. Oppenheimer yeah, at it, 1045 it was... in
1: the morning. And yeah. yeah. It
0: was it yeah. was wild. But go ahead, Stephen.
2: Yeah, no, I, I did one on the Saturday, one on the Sunday. I Did not have the yeah. the time, unfortunately, yeah. to get. Them, but which I actually think is better. It's um, probably
0: better,
3: you know. Two of, know the films of the biggest really, <laughs> movies the Turns really out they don't
2: each other very well. No,
3: yeah. it turns out <laughs> not the not the, not the finest double feature on a, on a Friday <laughs> afternoon, but um, a very interesting one.
1: Yeah, we had like a two hour break to go like stretch our legs, grab lunch. Oh
3: wow, I had like ten minutes. Oh okay. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> doing like Oppenheimer lunch Barbie actually i loved because then you got to participate sure. in like mm-hmm. the societal impacts of it like that everybody was yeah. there it was the buzz yeah. was fun it's like why it's i event, don't man. i love sports but i love sporting events you know like yeah. mm-hmm. everyone's just there and so that was fun um mm-hmm. of course we didn't dress up for either movie so mm-hmm. busy yeah. anyway okay.
0: well Stephen and jack Steven you've and jack. got a lot going on could you tell us about where listeners can find you
3: Yeah, so our main podcast is The Stacks. Um, You can find us on pretty much any podcast player, Spotify, uh, Mm -hmm. iTunes, wherever wherever you get your good podcasts. We talk about all sorts of different strands of cinema movies we find excuses and try and talk about whatever we want to talk about basically we don't yeah. have like a, a we're not the only story. podcast
2: that's covered the entire filmography of mick jackson i feel that is the that is the thing that <laughs> that's the silly point
3: we have a subseries called Kino thanks on that where we do quote unquote bad movies or you know movies that have not been um critically acclaimed shall we say in their time um we also have a patreon where we do some commentary tracks and video essays and extra podcasts. So that's patreon.com forward slash the stacks on film. Stephen, do you write for a website at all?
2: Yeah, I, I need to write a goddamn Gran Turismo review today. I, need to, I <laughs> saw the, the the Gamer Teresa movie, which I've been hyping for, for about a year now um, a year. on the I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things podcast, which is where I talk about recent releases, when I realised there was a Gran Turismo movie and I got so excited they're making a Gran Turismo movie, <laughs> which is even funnier that it's actually quite good. Um, <laughs> Apart from one bit that's reprehensible, but you'd have to read the oh, review for interesting. that. Um, interesting. Watched the movie. Yeah, so thetwingeeks.com dot right there um, on Letterboxd as is Jack. I'm Stephen Andrew mm-hmm. on Letterboxd. Do a lot of mm-hmm. of writing there, um, and yeah, the I'm yeah. Thinking of Spoiling Things podcast. If you want to listen, we to talk about new movies. Um, we'll be talking um, about talk. What, what was that film called? Talk to it? me. I was gonna say. Speak oh gosh, I've never seen that.
1: Speak to no, absolutely not. <laughs> it was a hor- I don't think
2: it's very good. Um, I will explain why I think it's very good. Um, but that <laughs> and Grand which kind of rules? <laughs> okay. Classic double yeah. bill. Yeah. Uh, we, we also know, have this like sort
0: of creepy hand in a peace sign it's in like, our a bedroom. Oh, okay. oh, okay. yeah, I was that movie, would if ruin I, ruin I grabbed for it for ninety seconds, what would happen? It would transport
1: you to the time of peace and love.
0: Okay, which is fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. The good
0: old days. I, uh, we will uh all of your all of all the of things, things you just mentioned will be in our show notes so listeners can go. How many links is that to be? Really nice. I think really I counted really nice. like seven. Yeah, we'll include all of them.
1: All of them. We'll <laughs> we give you a lot
0: of space for those show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Perfect. Thanks, y'all. This has been wonderful. We yeah, thank you for helping us
0: on. unpack this very difficult movie to unpack. Mm-hmm. Uh I think any any aspect, time that we just like yeah. need
1: help flushing out our outline, we'll just call up Stephen and Jack.
0: We can, <laughs> pretend that <laughs> I can
3: pretend to know what we're talking about. That's kind of our whole thing.
1: Most of our listeners are American, so we'll just hear <laughs> you guys in your, With your a regular your neighbor, Brits. Jack, like everything <laughs> they have to say is very valuable. <laughs>
2: it's yeah, they keep mentioning the European directors. They must know things.
0: Mm. <laughs> I love that. Well, thanks so much. This has Thank been you, we'll picture. You. We'll catch you next time. See you in a
1: week. Bye.